helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is about loneliness in marriage. And yes, this might sound like an oxymoron to some of you. And for others of you who are living this reality, you know that it is possible to be in a relationship, to be in a marriage, and to be lonely. And so today we are going to be looking at this very important topic in a very interesting way And we'll be providing uh, solutions as to what to do if you find yourself in a marriage in which you are lonely. If you're not familiar with the Life Transformation Radio Show, yes, we are on every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. So be sure to join us next week as we will have another interesting show to present to you. So today's show loneliness in marriage. And with me in studio today to discuss this very important topic is the married Melissa Waggot. Welcome, <laughs> Melissa. You're an expert in marriage. Now, you've been married for how long? It's 10 years. 10, Ten years. years this year. Yeah. And it blinked It blinked by. We have to make you sound more experienced than that. So we'll say 30,000 days. How about if we say that? That does sound much better. Absolutely. That, and, and in terms of full disclosure, Michael and I were talking about this topic off the top um, before we went on air it's really nice for me to explore topics like this because it makes me feel so normal because <laughs> a lot of the things we're going to touch um, on today I can relate to and I'm sure a lot of people out there can as well because you quickly find out in marriage as time goes on stuff happens and marriage does take work um, from both parties to be successful and it is quite easy sometimes to fall into some of these loneliness uh, traps that we'll be yes, talking about today. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, statistics tell us, Melissa, that whereas about 20% of the general population report uh, being lonely, there is 6 to 2.5% of married couple who report that they're in a marriage in which they are lonely. So that's a very high percentage and we we want to look at what are some of the causes for loneliness in marriage and then shed some light as to what to do if you find yourself in a marriage in which you are lonely. And so this show is actually an extension of a show we did last week where we talked about loneliness in general and we went into a lot about the health effects of loneliness um, and how people become lonely. But and in, in that show, so actually for the people who maybe have missed that show, we encourage you to listen to it at our website yes. at elimcounselingministry.com. You can check it out at e- elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us at one eight seven seven five four four three five four six, and we'll send you a copy of that show. Yes. But in that show, you made a really good distinction that I think um, is important for us to talk about before we can get into the meat today. And that's the distinction between loneliness and and social isolation. Yes, and I would say that the studies uh, done by psychologists make that distinction that there is loneliness and then there is another form of loneliness that is called social isolation. And social isolation, as the name suggests, is when you're isolated 
from others. But loneliness can happen in a context in which you're with other people. And so when we're talking about loneliness today, we're we are talking about the kind of loneliness where you're not socially isolated. You're in a situation in which it appears that you're not lonely. It appears that your needs uh, for connection and togetherness are being met, but you're lonely and you're suffering. To me, uh, I, I see loneliness as uh, similar to hunger, where it's a signal that there is something wrong that needs to be addressed. So if you're hungry, you can feel that feeling in your body that's saying it's time to eat. And there are people who are in relationship where that feeling of loneliness is eating away at them. Maybe you're listening to this show today and you're in a relationship where you're saying, yes, that sounds like me. I go to bed crying at night because I am with someone and I am lonely. My needs are not being Met. So I would say stay tuned because we're going to be having some good tips as to what to do if you find yourself in that kind of situation. And we actually got a lot of feedback on our Facebook page about this. You started the conversation early in this week there where you posed the question and try to get some topics, um, some thoughts around this topic going where you ask people what it what it means to be lonely in a marriage and can you be lonely in a marriage? And we got some feedback from um, our Facebook friends out there as yes. to what it means to be lonely in a marriage. Yes. I, I would like to say uh, before I address that, I'd just like to thank the people who uh, interact with our post on Facebook. We're getting tons of ideas uh, about shows as a result of some of the comments that are made on the Facebook page. And the idea to do this show on loneliness in marriage came as a result of a post that we posted. We posted on Facebook about loneliness in general. And this show had a lot of uh, people who commented on it. And one of the the, the persons who commented uh, was a lady by the name of Daphne. And and she said that you can be lonely in a relationship also. And that kind of loneliness is soul destroying. She used this strong word that loneliness in relationship can be soul destroying. And I think that's a, a very, uh, a very, uh, applicable way of putting it. A very, very good way of putting it, because in in a sense, I think when you're lonely in a relationship, it's worse than when you're isolated. Exactly. And you think when you're thinking from a marriage perspective, you've married this person who's Mr. Or Mrs. Right. They've been chosen by God for you. You have those vows that you made your life. On that day you said I do was laid out before you in all its glory. It was going to be amazing. Yeah. I'd never be alone again till death do us part. And then you enter this marriage and there's inches separating you on the pillow, but it might as well be miles. Absolutely. And I think if you, if I use an analogy, it would be like you're, you're starving for food and there is a plate of food that's next to you that looks so delicious and your mouth is watering for that plate of food because you realize that's going to satisfy my hunger, but you, for some reason you just can't have it. And I think that's that's more than hunger. That's like torture. Mm -hmm. And many people who are in marriages are feeling as if I'm in this situation and I'm being I'm being tortured. I I I feel lonely in a context in which uh, people on the outside might think I should be happy. So, what are some reasons for loneliness in marriage? I think one of the the big reasons for loneliness in marriage is that there are unresolved issues. Like people have these elephants in 
in the, the in the living room, so to speak, uh, that they're not addressing. And I, I remember one uh, session we were talking about this, and I said, yes, you know, there seemed to be an elephant in the living room. And she said, Michael, it's not an elephant. We have a whole zoo in our living room that we haven't addressed because we just can't talk about issues because if we start talking about issues, it ends in big fights. And we never go back to addressing those issues. We sweep the issues under the carpet and be continue. So there is this zoo in the living room that we are pretending isn't there and that all is all is well. And so I think when you have unresolved issues, it creates tension in in the relationship. It creates disconnect because those issues do not vanish into thin air. They are there. They're just not being talked about. And I think unresolved issues create uh, a disconnection. You're hurting and it's not being addressed. And if you keep piling one hurt on top of the other, then it creates it creates loneliness because you're not really having a relationship. You're you are just pretending that that you're in a relationship because a relationship that the root of the word relationship is the, is the word relate, where you're relating to each other's needs and each other's problems. And if you can't talk to each other, then you're not really relating. And there is this disconnect. There is this sadness. There is this unhappiness that broods in relationship like this and makes it very hard to, to feel connected to the other person. It really feels like you get in that cycle and it just keeps going and going and going once you're in it. What other uh, things leads to us being disconnected from our partners? We live in a very busy world. We live very busy lifestyles in, in North America. And I think uh, business, business of life is it's another reason for loneliness. There, are a, a good example of that is a couple who one person works the night shift and the other person works the day shift. So, so when the day shift, so when one is at home sleeping, the other one is at work and vice versa. And so they're like ships passing in the night that never, whose path it crosses in the night, but they never really meet. And so uh, that's, a, that's a very vivid example. But there are other cases in which you have this busy life syndrome that it's not as clear-cut as that. You could be on the same shift. You could come home at the same time every evening and still be so wrapped up in your busy lifestyle and your business so that you're both there, but you're on your 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 phone, uh, checking emails about things that are supposed to be done the next day. And then it's bedtime and one person goes to bed at nine, the other person goes to bed at 11. And so they're they're in the same house. They, they, they have a very similar schedule getting home from work, but they're really living very, very separate lives because of the busyness that they have. And then on top of that, uh, couples with children also have this uh, these activities that they are running here and there with the kids, and they're not really investing in the relationship with each other. Yeah, I, I picture these as those couples that may be communicating more than the previous, but it's the transactional communication of, did you take out the garbage? Oh, we got to take so-and-so to the soccer game. Right. What are you doing tomorrow at work versus how are you feeling or what's going 
going on in your life. Yes. It becomes very much what yes. we're doing next. Mm. What other things lead to us being lonely in our marriage relationships? In in some cases, there is this lack of lack of empathy. If you're with a, a you're in a situation in a marriage in which when you're hurting, you feel that your partner just isn't there, isn't there to show you empathy. They can't deal with your emotion. So when you are hurting, you're called names or you're put down or your partner becomes distant or your your partner is just so self-centered that nothing that you nothing that you say about your feelings will cause will cause them to actually uh, attend to your needs then you you you're in a situation in which you're likely to feel very lonely because we need that kind of connection we we need that kind of relationship with our spouses where if we're hurting we feel that my spouse cares and understands and is there for me and so when you're hurting and your partner isn't there for you it becomes very very hard to feel as if you you uh, you are you're in a relationship in which you're connected with that person yeah i feel like that person's supposed to be your safe place yes. and they're not and how distant that would be over time yes so what other reasons um, do you see in your practice for loneliness developing in marriage? I deal with a, a large percentage of our clientele at Elam or the Christian clientele. And so another reason that I see for loneliness is spiritualization. And this is not in in any of the textbook, the, the secular textbook as a reason for loneliness. But I see more and more couple that say, I am lonely because my partner is using spirituality as a way of escaping from dealing with the real issues in the relationship. So what would that look like? All right, so, for example, you try to address an issue and to talk about an issue, and you're told as a wife that you need to submit uh, because the Bible says that wives are to submit to their husband, or you're a husband and you try to speak up about something that is not going right in the relationship, and your wife points a finger at you and say, you know, if you were only the spiritual head of this household, then we wouldn't be dealing with this these kind of issues. And so you need to be the high priest of the family, and you're not the high priest of the family, and that's why these these curses is up as on our family and it might has have nothing to do with a curse it might just be that you need to deal with an issue with the in-law or you need to deal with a sexless marriage and so if you have these kind of issues and you're using spiritual language to to talk about the issue instead of saying okay let's get real let us talk about uh, these issues that we're having instead of spiritualizing it and and thinking about it in spiritual terms without really naming what the real issues are then you have a spiritualization in which things are are very vague like how how being how will a, being a high priest of the family as a man help with the finances? How will that help with the sexlessness in the relationship? How will it help in our, our differences as to how 
we are we are parenting our children. So I find this kind of vagueness and this spiritualization to be a roadblock in communication with a lot of couples. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. Today we are talking about loneliness in marriage. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can always call us at 1-877-544-3546, and we'll be sure to get you a copy of today's show. So, Michael, we're just going through some reasons people experience um, loneliness in their marriage, and you talked about spiritualization. Uh, Is there anything else that um, people experience that lead to this disconnect? I think in, in some cases, a con- having a controlling spouse. And this usually comes out of insecurity of one spouse. Sometimes a, a spouse who is very insecure in themselves will try to restrict the involvement of the other spouse uh, with other people outside the marriage. And so this person becomes isolated from friends and from family, and they're in a very controlling situation in which they are lonely because one person cannot meet all your all your needs. So I think it, it, in some cases, it's it's where you have a controlling spouse. But then there's another reason that I see what I call triangulation. And triangulation occurs when you have a situation where one of the partner, or sometimes both of the partner, is triangulated. Uh, by triangulated, I mean is involved with the, with the third person. And so this doesn't necessarily have to be an affair. An affair is a very, uh, very, very, uh, should I say, very, very good example of that. But there are other examples, such as it could be with a mother-in-law, where you're a person, a wife is feeling that, you know, you're closer to your mother-in-law that to your mother than you are to me. Or it could be with a child. You have this feeling that the relationship with the child, the bond that that your spouse have with the child is closer than your bond and the bond they have with you. And so when the Bible talks about leaving your 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 mother and father and cleaving onto your spouse, it is saying that the relationship between spouses should be the closest of all relationships. So whenever you have a triangulation, there is a third person or a third thing. In some cases, it's an addiction that comes between. Then that disconnect, that divide is created and people start feeling very lonely in marriage. What about physical touch in relationship? We've talked a lot about emotional things and interactions with people outside the marriage. Yes. How does physical touch play into feeling lonely within a marriage? Yes, that, that's also a, a very a, a, a reason for lack of for loneliness in marriage. Because if you're in a in a relationship where there is lack of physical touch, you're not kissing each other uh, before you go to work, you know, buy honey a kiss or a hug or hugging each other when you when you come home in the evenings, then that lack of physical touch uh, creates a disconnect because we we are made to we, we are made to touch babies who are not given touch uh, develop certain psychological wounds and uh, a lack of touch is used as a as as a punishment for prisoners as they are placed in 
in in in confinement i forget the name that they use for it but they're in confinement alone they're 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 in isolation and so if you're in a marriage where you're not being touched and there is there is no there is no connection there then it creates a feeling of loneliness so what are we supposed to do about this you've given us a lot of reasons we feel lonely how yes. do we go about addressing this well i think before we do that I'd just like to add also that lack of touch also involves intimacy like if intimacy is missing in a relationship then that also creates this feeling of a lack of touch and so uh, sexual intimacy is created by God and is one of the foundations of healthy marriages i know there's sometimes physical reasons why people might not be able to engage in intimacy but it is it is important to have physical touch and to have and to have uh, sexual intimacy as part of the relationship and that's a whole not a show by itself uh, melissa so i think next week we are going to be doing a show on understanding sexual challenges in marriage because i think there are many people who are in marriage and they're missing this very vital component and they can't understand why they're having those problems problems in this area of of sexual intimacy and how to solve it so next week we are going to make a lot of people happy by solving sexual difficulties in all marriage. in a, all in a half hour show <laughs> there you go you're guaranteed you heard it right now so stay tuned for next week in our discussion about uh challenges in sexual yes. intimacy in marriage but for today's show on the yeah. purpose of loneliness yes. so that we can get people maybe ready for next week's show on the big sex talk. Right. How can we begin to address these issues of loneliness and feeling distant from our, our spouse? I think one of the, the, the first thing that we need to do is, is go back to what your life was when you were dating. And when you were dating, you had fun. You would do fun things together. You know, you would uh, play games together. You would laugh. You would just go places where you can sit and just be with each other. Simple places. doesn't have to be an expensive vacation. So I think uh, that the first thing I would say uh, to fix this is to start doing things to have fun together. It can be as simple things as, as playing a card game, playing a board game, or a computer game together. Do something uh, for fun. As couples, sometimes we get so serious and uh, you think you talked earlier about everything is transactional. Have you carried out the garbage? Have you picked up the kids? Uh, we have bills to pay. Let's pay the bills online. And so it's always about these serious things. So go back to the drawing board as to what it was that when you were together and, and you had fun time and start having fun with each other. Another thing that we can do to begin to solve this problem is to create common objectives. We are We are becoming more and more uh, uh, disconnected as a society and more individualistic and we have lost this sense of togetherness. So as a couple, become partners, work on things together instead of having uh, separate tasks where you do the, hard, the, the, the yard work and I will do the dishes. How about if you do the dishes together? How about if one person uh, washes the dishes or one person pack them in, in or you pack them in the dishwasher together? And, and so forth. So it creates a, a bonding where you're doing something together. And, and, you know, you might not be good at construction, but you can help your, your husband to hold the material that he is cutting. And so develop something, uh, develop a way of having common objectives. And again, just have fun while you're doing it. And, and and don't talk about the kids or the list while you're doing it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just focus on the activity. Exactly. Get to know them again. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's the other thing I think sometimes when you've been in marriage a long time you think well what what else is there to discover yes, we've been together yes. however many years but there's always mm-hmm. a, something new you can learn about your partner right. what else can we do to I think reconnect uh, yes I think another thing that we can do is to address the elephant in the room uh, because if you have big issues that you're not talking about they affect the relationship they they they're taking the life out of the relationship so address these big issues talk to someone if you need to talk to someone about these issues do counseling if you need to and uh i i think it's also important to build to build additional support that's another thing that we can do uh your husband or your wife cannot meet all your needs your your spouse cannot be your confidant cannot be your cannot be your best friend cannot be the, the person who counsels you can it be your Bible study partner uh, and all of those things and fill, fulfill all of those needs that you have not to say you can't you, they can't play a role in these areas but you need to have other people that offer you support in these areas and I think that's a really interesting point is to build connectedness yes. as a couple you also need to look outside and bring in support anything else we can do what about those physical contacts yes, you talked I, about I, that I, as I th- being I important that's so much important and just said that uh, in in sexless marriages, I think we, we need to go back to rebuilding sexual intimacy in relationship and physical touch. In one study that was done, it was said that fifty percent of men said they would not have married their spouse if they knew that marriage would be sexless, and twenty percent of marriages are re- reported as being could be classified as being sexless. So I have to ask the elephant in the room on this: What is sexless? A sexless marriage, according to psychologists, is a marriage in which uh, sexual frequency is 10 times a year or less. So if you're having just a little less than once a month. So if your sex life is within that range, then you're having a sexless marriage. And it's it's important to think about how that is leading to loneliness in the relationship. So stay tuned for next week's show. Absolutely. You'll be talking about this in next week's show. And I think one important thing that we also need to do is to create rituals for a connection. A ritual can be having a set dinner time together. It can be a date night that you do once every every month. And it can be a bedtime ritual where before you go to bed each night, you say, we are going to have this ritual where we tell each each other uh, two things that we, we like about them or two things that, that make us happy in the relationship. And the ritual is more effective when they are repeated over and over and over again. So you have to do this, uh, set up these rituals and do them again and again. And I'm out of time for today, but I, I have some other ideas that I would like to share. So if you would like to hear more about this topic, give us a call at 1-877-544-3546. I'd also like to let you know that if you're in need of counseling help, we're here to help and we have trained counselors on board. We also like to let you know that donations help us to be able to see people at lower rates. So if you haven't donated to this ministry, consider doing so. And for 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 this month, we do have some resources whereby we're able to offer counseling at reduced rates. So if you're listening and you need help and you're saying, I cannot afford uh, the, the, the regular fee of counseling, I am, uh, I am on social support or I'm unemployed, give us a call because we are here to help you. And so again, the number is one 877 544 Four six. 
And so, Michael, another great show. I really learned a lot and I'm looking forward to next week's show as well. And if you do have any feedback for us, go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We love to hear from you. Absolutely. And we're going to be posting a build-up to this show on understanding sexual challenges in marriage on our Facebook page. So be sure to go to our our Facebook page and enter your comments. Or if there is a certain uh, idea that you have that could be helpful to others, uh, be sure to post that. I would also like to say, if you have gone through some Thing and you think you could be a guest on this show, you could share what you have gone through as a way of helping us, give us a call also, 1-877-544-3546. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. 